love that song. Grand evening, people. It's a lot of women in the building again. The kings are gonna come in soon, but we'll just we'll just keep bossing up. It's time to boss up. Get your hey, get your bag up. So today we are back in the building, ready to shake the room. And today we are talking about sis. Are you in your bag? Um, Zoom people, can you hear me? Someone just let me know because someone's just said they're not able to hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, yeah. you can. Awesome. And Clubhouse people, you can't flash your mics because you're down there. <laughs> um, so grand evening, guys. Today we are talking about securing the bag, okay? I'm dead ass excited about this topic. Um, because you guys know that God's just been landing stuff in my spirit, right? And I'm like, but I don't want to talk about that. And he's like, well, you're going to talk about it though. So I'm like, let's do it. And what I love this week is I feel like it flows on nicely from last week. And so the messages I keep telling you guys, I just get words, right? It's not exactly a full <laughs> sermon. <laughs> um, it's like just words. And we started in week one talking about confidence, right? So we were like, we're talking about taking up space, being unapologetic about who we are and, you know, going into rooms, buildings, places, getting contracts and just being like a boss about who you really are, right? And so we started with confidence and um, I gave you guys the step to be confident. And then we went into being able to say, oh, that's not your portion. Because when something lays on your chest, when something is on your heart, you really need to learn discernment, right? Because not every opportunity is your opportunity. Not every bag is your bag. Not every um, room that you walk into, do you need to take a seat? Some rooms you're going into just to observe. Y'all know that? You're just going in to catch something, to get some information. It doesn't mean that you necessarily need to take a seat at the table. You just need to take what you need. I've been doing a mindset course this year called Level Up. And the first principle that I taught was take what you need. Sometimes we're glutton, right? We're greedy. We feel like, oh, yes, yes, yes. I want more. I want more. I want more. But it's not your portion. And so you have to learn to be able to figure out what is for you and what isn't. How do you do that, T? Well, I personally ask God, period. I ask him, if this is for me, show me. I don't wanna be out here wondering. I don't wanna be out here figuring it out. I want to know. And then I wait. I don't move in that time until I've stopped, until I've got a clear message. So I will get a clear message and only then will I move. Sometimes we're impatient and we're moving before we get that clear message. But when you're working on your relationship with God and you're understanding that he's been giving us signs the whole time, sometimes we're just ignoring them. So um, we just want to be more present to that level of discernment that we get a clear sign and then we know if it's for us or it's not for us. Another way that I figure out if things are for me or not for me is I trust my body. My body is like a, what do I call it? A thermometer, right? So it tells me whether something is for me or not. And guess what, guys? It's not just my body. Your body does the same. Your body tells you if something is for you or not. 
when we walk into places, we have these senses, we can feel. And the crazy thing is, a lot of us are just emotionally, <laughs> very poorly emotionally unintelligent. Uh-oh, did I just disrespect somebody? Why am I saying that we're emotionally unintelligent? Because we're using our emotions in a negative way. So we don't feel good, so we're not pushing. We don't feel great, so we're not doing what needs to be done. But when you start to build a healthy relationship with your emotions, they become so amazing in being able to tell you what's for you and what's not for you. Because when something doesn't feel right, and I'm talking now, I'm not talking about your emotions, right? I'm talking about your spirit. And I've been saying this all week that we must learn to define the difference between feeling something in our spirit and feeling something in our emotions. Now, because we're not balancing all of our bodies, our emotional body, our physical body, our spiritual body and our mental body, they're all mixed up. It's all mixed up. So you're not able to define where this feeling is coming from. And when that feeling comes from your spirit, you know, like, you know, like, you know, that is not your portion. But when you are like, you lack emotional intelligence, you have all of these feelings where you're now been seen as over emotional and then your head starts to kick in and it takes you out of source. And the next thing you know, you really don't feel good now. And so now because you don't feel good, you're thinking that's not your portion. But the truth of the matter is you wasn't in alignment in the first place. You wasn't able to discern what is your body actually telling you? What is the signals that your body's giving you? Like sometimes I feel great. And then I go into a conversation and my God, my head will start banging or I will literally feel sick. And before I would have been like, oh, I don't really feel good. I don't feel well. And I would claim it. Now I'm like, uh-uh, I feel great. I just need to figure out whose energy is this. Sometimes it's not my energy. Sometimes I've walked into a space and picked up another energy. Other times it a thousand percent is my body saying to me, hey, babes, something in that conversation triggered you. And so I'm giving you a sign to handle it. I'm giving you a sign to deal with it. Take care of it, because I love you. But we're ignoring the signs because we're not understanding how amazing our bodies are at giving us information. So we stepped into discernment and you know figuring out like what's our portion. And then last week, what did we do? We went into Elevate, Elevate. And I loved last week personally because the way that it came to me was through seasons. And I don't know if any of you have ever looked at elevation through seasons. And um, I pray that in our conversation last week, it allowed you to look at yourself in a season and figure out what season are you in? Are you in the winter? Are you in the summer? Are you in the autumn, you know? Are you in winter, summer, autumn? What's the other one? Spring, are you in spring? Um, and in last week's, um, we talked about what that looks like being in those different se seasons and how you can elevate through each of those seasons. Because the thing is, some people feel like they can only elevate when they feel good. They feel like they can only elevate when things are going right. And when they don't feel 100%, it's like, oh my God, something's wrong. No, babes, you're just in hibernation. 
You've just been asked to sit. You've just been asked to plant. You've just been asked to go back and look at the information and go again. So it's so important that you understand the seasons of elevation and understanding that there are, you do different things at different times, but it's all a part of the process. And so it brings us to securing the bag, securing the bag. And um, how are we gonna secure the bag then? How are we gonna secure the bag? And what I love is I know what all of your minds are doing. It's gone straight to money, which is great. Cause guess what? We are gonna have a conversation about money because guess what? We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And on this earth, guess what babes? Money is our portion. And I feel like we need to be more confident about claiming it. We need to be more confident about looking at our relationship with money and stop settling. How much of us are going out there and just been happy with a paycheck because it just about pays our bills. So we're just getting a job to just be over broke. How much of us are saying like, yo, I deserve five streams of income. I deserve five streams of income. So I'm gonna secure the bag and get every single one of them. I can attract money while I sleep. I can make money while I sleep. Furthermore, I'm a magnet for money, period. How do we get to this level of confidence? How do we get to this level of walking in and securing the contract, right? I remember a couple of years ago, I wanted a contract. I decided I didn't want to work anymore. I just wanted to get paid for being me. And I kept saying it, I'm being paid for being me. I'm being paid for being me. I'm being paid for being me. And I walked into the trampoline center and I was like, it's a bit boring in here. They need some life. You know what? They need some of my fitness classes. It will be dope. I can use the trampolines. We can run up and down. We could do obstacle courses. I'm just going to go up to them and say like, listen, I've got a proposal for you. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and I was cracking up at myself because I was like, Tanya, who do you think that you are? That was great that I even had the confidence to do that. But do you know what made it better? When they said, well, how much do you want to be paid? And I was like, ah, what? So not only do I get to decide what I want to do, but I get to figure out how much I want to be paid and actually how many hours I'm going to do. And the minute that I made that decision, which seemed small at the time, even though it was huge, when they actually said yes, I freaked out. <laughs> I actually freaked out because I was like, oh my God. First of all, it was so easy. It was so easy and I could have easily have spoken myself out of doing it because I just walked into a trampoline center and decided it was dry, it was boring and they needed to have some life. And I'd been working on my affirmation, I get paid for being me, but I didn't think it would come that easy and it did. So then when they said yes, I was like, oh gosh, now I've got to deliver because I've got the gift of the gab so I can talk it, but uh, <laughs> now I need a plan. And to be honest, I'll tell you the truth. I took the mick with the contract. <laughs> At first I was very good. And then I took the mick with the contract. I think I was like on holidays and being paid and yeah, just really getting paid to do a lot of work that I didn't do. Um, and it made me recognize that some people can just show up and deliver. And because you show up and deliver, people are so happy to work with you and people are literally happy with the services that you provide. But are you having integrity to yourself? Are you having integrity to the brand called you? 
Are you having integrity to managing yourself as a business in the best way possible? Because I'm just talking about you. Yes, I have businesses. However, me, myself, without the title of any business that's attached to me, I'm a whole brand and so are you. So how do we manage this business and this brand with integrity? How do we really secure the bag and make sure that, you know what, if we were doing good in this season, let's do great in next season. And if we were doing great in this season, let's take it out of the park in next season. Because one thing about us being human, right, is that we're sent here to grow. We're sent here to expand. And the majority of the time, the circumstances outside of us are never limiting us. It's us in our minds and the whole big question of us being like allowing ourselves to ask ourselves, what do you deserve? So now is the time to get out your pen and paper if you're feeling to take notes. Because when you get into the rhythm of asking yourself what you deserve, you'll recognize that as you grow season to season, what you deserve changes. In that season where it was easy for me to ask and it came so quickly, I had to change my value system. I had to start to recognize like, yo, Tanya, you are more valuable than you give yourself credit for. Because you've done that with ease and grace. You didn't have to work towards that. You didn't have to go out and do some crazy proposal. Yes, I did do a proposal, but it, all of that stuff, it comes like light work to me. So what I'm saying is I didn't have to push. I didn't have to press. I didn't really have to expand. I was doing it with my eyes closed. So when I got that easily, I was like, okay, time to ask for another bag. And then I went and got another revenue of money. And then when I worked that, and now I'm having to balance two and that became easy. Now I said, it's time to get three. And it wasn't about being greedy. It was about sitting with myself and saying, where do I really want to be in 10 years? Because if you want to be where you are now, then cool, keep doing everything that you're doing. But if you want to grow and you want to expand and you want to see different things, then guess what? We're going to have to make some different decisions. We're going to have to put some different things in place. So when I thought about securing the bag, God was saying to me, a plant and I was like oh yeah that's easy because I love flowers but what I actually done is I looked at the main steps of a plant and I turned that around to be able to say to you guys how maybe this method can help you secure the bag and I'm talking about anything right one thing I will say is don't be afraid to go out there and get what's yours don't be afraid to figure to think like I just need to work really hard on what I'm doing now. One thing I will tell everybody with chest, I do not believe in hard work at all. It is not my portion at all. I believe in working smart. When you work smart, you actually don't even feel like you're working at all because you're doing things with ease and grace. So there's a natural flow, there's a natural alignment, there's a natural beingness. And I find that when people work hard, they get stuck in doing. Do, 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 do. And when you're just doing, there's no balance. There's no harmony. So I gave, I'm gonna give you three steps first to look at securing the bag. 
and then I'm going to open up the floor so we can have a bit of a conversation and then I'll leave with your um the procedure like to look at it maybe like a plant sorry if you guys hear screaming in the background you know it's half term and my son's home and he clearly doesn't know I'm doing this so he is shouting down the place so just just let him be <laughs> he's in there shouting down the place about who knows what I don't so number one I love quality questions, guys. So a lot of my steps are always going to be quality questions because I don't believe in telling people what to do, but I believe in sharing what's worked and getting people to tap into their truth, right? And all of our truth is different. So question number one is, what is your mission? What is your mission? So when it comes to securing the bag and I'm saying, what is your mission? What I'm really asking you to tap into, what is your purpose? And for a lot of people, their purpose in getting money is validation. And actually, some people will never go after money because somewhere in their history, in their religion, in their parents, they have been taught that money is evil. Money is the root of all evil. So they have no kind of foundation that lets them reach higher. And I just want to tell you all that that's a flawed belief. If you're naturally a good person, right, and you get money, what are you going to do with that money? You're going to do great stuff with it. Why is one of the things that I want money? Because one of my biggest whys is to build a school, a soul school, school of unlimited learning. So it works for children during the day and then in the evening it works for adults. So it is a school that really teaches you about growth on so many different levels. I'm going to teach everything that they don't teach you in school, financial stuff, spiritual awareness, everything, mindset, coaching, all that we probably wish we learned and we didn't get learned. That's all going to go down in my school. I need money to build that school, although I know what God's doing. Yeah, I know. But I need money to be able to build that building, right? So if I have this belief that money is the root of all evil, how am I going to get that building? So what is your mission? What is your purpose? What is your why? And one thing that I want you to take and really pay attention to here when you're asking what your mission is and what is your why is I literally want you to tap into your spirit. So I don't want you to tap into your mental game because that's where a lot of you are going to go into your mental you're going to go into what you need to do. But here's the question, right, that allows you to tap into your spirit. How can you serve others? How can you make the world a better place? How can you bring more people into unity? How can you bring out what's in you? Because it's only in you, because God only put it in you that will allow other people to connect on a deeper level. What is that? What does that look like? And for a lot of you, now that I've asked you that question, it's got nothing to do with your current job, role or career at all. Because you've gone there out of comfort. You've gone there out of coping. You've gone there out of looking good. You've gone there out of wanting to be successful. And I'm saying, put it down, babes. We're not securing the bag on that foundation. We're securing the battle on a spiritual foundation. So how can you serve, not what can you do? Major difference. Because we can do a lot of things, but because we can do 
everything, it doesn't mean we do anything. So how can you really serve? Serve from a place that is just love upon love upon love upon love. That no matter how difficult that journey may get and you secure in the bag, you will always land on this premise that this is your service. Your service in a higher calling, right? And because I'm telling you guys, that keeps you grounded. One of the roles that I play is a coach and coaching is hard. <laughs> it is hard. Having to communicate a message in 20 different ways or 50 different ways or 60 different ways, trying to figure out different ways to communicate with people, trying to help people when you can see things that they can't see, it is difficult. But because my level of service is, you know what? I, I have information that will help these people shift. I have information that will help these people move. It doesn't matter what happens in the mitt. I am here to remind these people of who God is. So whatever happens in between, whether they like me, dislike me, think I'm picking on them, bullying them, argue, whatever, I don't really care because I'm not in the business of being liked. I'm in the business of transforming lives. And when that is my business, that's all that I focus on. So step number one, what is your mission? And to get to the quality question, move to your spirit. How can you serve? Number two, what is your mindset? What is your mindset? What do I mean by this? Studies have shown that there's two main or two primary types of mindset. One is a growth mindset. Two is a fixed mindset. Yo, just become a coach and y'all will see this. <laughs> With a growth mindset, let's talk about the fixed mindset first, actually. The fixed mindset people, they have a very hard time learning. You want to know why? Because they believe they know everything. They believe they know it all. And they believe, oh, I've heard this information before. Yep, uh, yep, I hear what you're saying, but you know what? I've got this. Oh, yeah, that sounds great, but, 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 but. Oh, but you know what? I read loads of books, so I get this information anyways. Or I watch loads of audios. Or you know what? I've got an amazing coach and she teaches me all I need to know. Fixed mindset people. They have a hard time learning. And when you have a hard time learning, technically, you're not willing to grow. You're not willing to expand. You're not willing to let new information in. So guess what? you're pretty much going to be the same. And I'll tell you what's crazy about a lot of people who have a fixed mindset. They're super smart. And because they're super smart and they're super brainy, they're not coachable. They're not open because they become develop this mindset that's like, I know it all. And that is a dangerous state of a mindset to be, especially when you want to secure the bag. Because... We have to learn how to grow money, right? We got to learn how to keep it. We got to learn how to get it. So if you already know everything, how are you going to move? How are you going to expand? Now a growth mindset, they love challenges. They love challenges. They love growing. And what comes with being challenged and growing, guys? Being. 
So if you've heard the fixed mindset people, they're more the doing, the doing, the doing, the doing. The growth mindset people are people that will be, guess what? They are willing to do the work because when they do the work, they understand that they grow, but they're not stuck in it. And you might have heard the story about when they presented a puzzle to a group of people and when they sat there and they figured out the puzzle, right? The fixed mindset people, they asked everybody a question. They said, oh, you've done it now. Do you, like, you want to do it again? The fixed mindset people said, yeah, that's cool. I've done it. Let me do it again. Because remember, these people are like about proving a point and being egotistical. It's about them, 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 them. The growth mindset people said, well, I've already done that. Let me try another one. Because they've already figured that out. So now they're up for a new challenge. So I invite you guys to have a growth mindset, but check the condition of your mindset. And remember, not just your condition of your mindset, like overall, but when we're talking about securing the bag, if I'm saying, right, I've already earned six figures this year, I want to earn a mil. What is my mindset? Is it not achievable? Oh my God, is it going to be too much pressure? Do I not deserve? Do you understand? So when I'm saying about your mindset, think about your mindset in relation to the bag that you want to secure. I had to check myself when I went for that contract because technically I didn't have a growth mindset. I had a fixed mindset in it that like, I've got this, it was easy. They're going to pay me anyways. You know, it wasn't about pushing. It wasn't about expanding. Could you imagine if I delivered a thousand percent they probably would have been like, yo, we'll give you another contract. But my mindset was limited. And my limited mindset just kept me where I was. Literally. It didn't allow me to grow. It didn't allow me to expand. And I had to reflect on that. And in the end, I gave up the contract because I was legit taking the piss. But yes, that was me G-checking myself. So remember as well, when we are looking at this, so you'll hear now that when you're hearing the growth mindset and the fixed mindset, you will also hear that spiritual side, right? And that mental side of yourself. Now, remember the spiritual side of you allows you to do things for the greater good, allows you to be in unity, allows you to connect with everybody in the world and recognize like, yeah, we're all one. But the mental side is important because it allows you to focus on you. It allows you to figure out like, what is it that you need to do? And so it's important to balance the both, right? To get an understanding of both of them. Remember broke people guys, they focus on income and outcome. Rich people focus on assets. So it's one thing to sit there and figure out like what's coming in and what's going out and what's coming in and what's going out. And if you get this job, what it can do for your life and then what you can expand. But there comes a point where you have to start thinking about assets because assets is where you will get legacy. And if we're really talking about shaking the room and elevating and expanding, then ultimately we want to be reaching for legacy because if there's one thing that we know, we're only here as in this body for a certain period of time. So what are we leaving? What is the blueprint that we're leaving on this earth that represents you, everything you worked for, every bag you secured, every piece of energy that you put in? What does that look like when you're no longer here? Or have you just thought, oh, I'm just here, I'm gonna just do this for me? 
What about your children? What about your children's children? And if you haven't got children yet, what about your family? And that's where the legacy comes in. That's where the assets come in. So we have to shift from just incoming and outgoing to assets, to investments, to growing. How do we get there? And that leads me on to point number three. So number three, the quality question is, what is your level of intelligence? What is your level of intelligence? And when it comes to thinking about your level of intelligence, I'm gonna do what Tanya does. And I want you to think about your four bodies because this is major guys, especially when it comes to money and securing the bag. So there's four bodies, right? Your physical body, that allows you to understand how you react to things. Like physically, how do you react to things? Like, you know, if, if you if you place a, an investment somewhere and it goes wrong and you get angry, you're going to smash something, you know, is that anger coming out as rage? What physically do you do? When you make a decision and doesn't go how you want, do you become depressed? Physically, what does it look like, right? Mentally, our mental intelligence allows us to put things into perspective. So it allows us to say, yeah, that was good. That was bad. Oh, that was up. That was down. It's just a perspective. Our spiritual intelligence, oh, it allows us to remember that we are always connected. And I'm not just talking about to God, but I'm talking about to everyone and everything. And so how does that affect the decisions that you're making when it comes to securing the bag. And then the fourth one, which guess what peeps, is the most important one when it comes to figuring out, figuring out your intelligence in terms of securing the bag. Yes, girl, it's your emotional intelligence. Because when it comes to money and it comes to securing the bag and it comes to really leveling up, if your emotions are out of check, you will lose the bag every time. When it comes to investing, your decisions have got to be higher than your emotions. Because if your emotions are making the decisions for you, which a lot of people do, you're a mess. And one thing when it comes to money is if someone puts their money in a place and it's a bad deal, right? They're like, I'm not doing that again. No, I'm not doing that again. I took a risk. But securing the bag is risky business. And so when you bring those bodies into alignment, I spoke about this in the beginning, but when those bodies come into alignment, when they come into balance, when they come into harmony, you recognize that you've got a vibe between all of them to understand your next move, to understand how to level up. But for a lot of people, they're just staying in their emotions or they're staying in their mental. There is no spiritual intelligence coming into it and there is no physical intelligence coming into it. If I go to do a deal or secure a contract and my body feels overly nervous, I'm talking about shaking, sick, all of that. Sometimes I will literally use that adrenaline to secure the bag because I'm like, I'm scared. So I'm going to do it anyways. Other times I'm like, nah, my body's telling me no. Mm-mm, mm-mm, nah, that's not my bag. So it's about learning discernment. And one thing I will say to you guys is scared money don't make money. And some of you are scared with money. 
And so as quickly as money comes to you, it runs straight out of your hands. And there's three principles when it comes to money. And this is the same thing for relationships if you're smart. One, can you get money? Two, can you keep money? Three, can you grow money? And a lot of people can barely do one, let alone two, and don't even allow their self-permission to do three. Some people get money, and as soon as they get money, they've lost the money. Some people are spending their money before they even get the money. But can you get money? Because you're a whole bag yourself, so you can attract money. You don't even need to work for it. You can attract money. In the last two weeks, there have been a few, several random deposits in my account, randomly. Because I'm like, huh, what's going on? But that is the way that God can work when you're just when you're just obedient, right? And you're just doing what you need to do. Everything that you require to make your next move will come, including money. People are sometimes so scared of money that they don't want to understand that belief when it comes to money. But I want to tell you guys, it happens and it is true because you're deserving of all things, not some things because money's evil. No, all things. And so when that money is now coming to you in free flow, how can you keep it? Are you able to watch money grow on your account? Or are you the type of person that says, oh my God, I've now got 600 pounds, I need to buy some shoes. Oh my God, I've now got 500 pounds, I got money, girl. Let's go and eat today and drink and have all of this stuff. No, keep money. For the last year or so, I've been walking around with 500 pounds in my purse in 50 pound notes. Because I'm worthy of that. And the minute that I started to walk around with it, actually the first 200 pound of it, 300 pound was actually an investment that someone gave to me, my mum. And she said, you know, hold on to that. And if you hold on to that, I'll double it. And it just changed my mindset. Like, hold on a minute. She's just giving me money. She just, she's just showing me that I'm worthy. I've got to believe that I deserve it. And the fact that someone else was just happily invested in me, guess what, babes? I started to just happily invest in me and add to that money. And I wanted the biggest note that there could be in the UK. So it was the 50s. If there was $100 bills, and I think, because um, I'm clearly not American, 100 pounds, <laughs> I would be stacking them up too. And then I've started to add fives and tens and twenties and fifties, and I don't touch it. I even forget that it's there, as a matter of fact. I've just said that out loud and I actually forget that it's there. But ultimately, I am walking around with money always. Why? Because I deserve it. So what can you do today, tomorrow, that can change immediately your level of deserving with money? And then when you get to just keeping it, how can you grow it? So then what I started to do is take that money, invest in something, double it up and put it back. So straight away, it's doubled. Growing it, growing money, what can you do to grow it? And guys, like I said, this is the same with your relationships. Can you keep relationships? Can you get relationships? Can you grow relationships? And if you don't know by now how you are with one thing, it's how you are with everything.
and relationships are life. How you relate to things is the way that your life will grow or not grow. Relationships are life. So how are you relating to people? How are people relating to you? Is that growing you? Is it growing them? Are you able to keep relationships or are you one of those people that just takes what you need and once you get what you need, you're out? It's the same principles. And so when we learn to balance our emotional intelligence, it brings our decisions into alignment. So the spiritual side, it really gets us together for a greater cause. It allows us to level up because our spiritual intelligence allows us to recognize that we're divinely connected. And so when you start to tap into how can you serve, how can you connect, how can we build, guess what guys, we are better together. We've always been better together. The top businesses in the world are so successful. Why? Because they've got investors. Because they've got other people's money invested in their thing and now they're growing it. And when everybody starts benefiting, the thing just keeps growing and growing and growing. There is no super successful person who is just them on the table by themselves. There isn't. Don't be fooled. The balancing of your mental body, that helps you to make clear decisions. Balancing your mental intelligence allows you to make clear and concise decisions. Not from a place of your emotions, but from a place of clarity. Balancing your emotional intelligence actually allows you to experience the up and the down, which makes it fun. You know, when people get too happy about making money, they lose all their money because they forget that feeling of being down, which allows them to come back into alignment. And again, if they're too low and they're too sad, they're never reaching joys. So they don't get to make money. So it's about being able to experience the both of them. It's about being able to give, experience the adrenaline as it's about being able to experience all that piece of fear. But some of us are too scared to experience fear. And some of us are too scared to experience adrenaline. So we're flatlining anyways, dead. So it's about upping your, allowing yourself to feel, right? So that you can create the balance. And then when we have the balance in our physical body, like actually doing the work, actually running the numbers, actually figuring out if I do this, if I do that, it will mean this, it will mean a physical action. Bringing that into balance allows us to come into balance. So for some of you who might have debt or bills and you never sit down and you don't say, right, if I pay this bill and then I pay that bill and you actually write it out, that's why some of you are experiencing that feeling of lack because you're not balancing yourself in alignment to make these things fall into place. So we must take action. And therefore, if you do all of that, and you balance all four of them, you'll come into alignment and you will feel much more confident in securing the bag. Because there's a load of bags out there and so much of them have got your name on them, but you're scared. You're scared. And this is why you've got to go back and remember this whole series so far. Be confident. Figure out what's not your portion. Know that you need to elevate and then four, you secure that bag. You absolutely secure the bag and you be crazy about doing it. 
because it's your birthright. It is absolutely your birthright. And a thousand percent, like I said in the beginning, make sure that when you go out to secure the bag, if you do step number one, so it's in alignment with your purpose, child, you ain't even gonna feel like you're working because the bags are gonna keep coming, but it's about having integrity to who you are and the brand that is you. So a lot of you guys know, I sell a couple of different things and I've got a couple of different businesses. And when it came to COVID-19, so many people were like, why are you not selling masks? You know, why are you not selling masks with your brand? Selling a mask is out of integrity to what I stand for. I don't believe in the masks. I could have sold the mask because I could get masks. I could print masks. I haven't had dope things to put on them. We will not be silenced. Rise up queen, all of these affirmations. But I don't wear a mask. So it would have been out of integrity to what I stand for. I don't believe in the mask, but money, you understand? Greed could have had me like, let me just sell that. You've got to have integrity to who you are and your brand. And I'm not talking about the brand of your business. Yes, you need to have integrity to the brand of your business, but I'm talking about integrity to the brand that's you. Sometimes when people are going to secure the bag, they can't secure the bag because step number one is out of alignment. So yeah, you might get a couple sales, but you're not going to grow and you're not going to be able to keep those finances because there's not your bag. So having that level of integrity, having that level of honesty, having that level of clarity to yourself first changes the game. Changes the absolute game, knowing why you want to secure the bag, knowing what it's going to bring back. You know, there was a point where one of my bags that I needed to secure, it was literally so my children could have food because the bills were heavy and I needed to make sure that they had food. And because I was a, a single mum and I needed to put food on my table, it made me hungry. So I got up and I got to work. I got to work, I, I, put, I did the work. I got my physical intelligence in alignment. I actually did the work. I made sure that my, my emotions were in check. Do you understand? I made sure my spirit was in check. And then as I moved, the bag just came to me. Some of us know that we've got to move, but we're not moving because we're not willing to ask ourselves, number one, who are you willing to serve? And that's why none of my businesses were ever about making money. Every idea that I've had that has been prosperous has always come from my heart posture. And what do I mean by that? It has come from me walking into a gym, hating it, absolutely hating it feeling like i'm quite self-motivated but yo this is boring as hell but i need to keep fit and if i feel like this other people feel like this i love music i love dance let's make a music and dance class because i want to help other people love the idea of exercise god makes that fruitful so we got to check our intentions We've got to check our value systems and we've got to know what we deserve. Not everything is your bag, but when it's your bag, because it comes from a good place, no one's going to be able to take that from you. And you really won't even have to work hard because things will just come to you. So that's me. 
Anybody got any questions? Thank you guys for listening. I pray that um, it was fruitful and I am going to give you four steps before we leave, but I just want to open the floor to if anybody heard anything that was for them, if anybody um, just wants to add a point or add something that I may have missed out or if anything hit home or you had like the missing piece to your puzzle, then let's speak. Miss Beverly. Hey everyone. Hey T. Um, for me, just listening to um, everything that Is you've that, just I said. Can't hear you. Are you talking? Oh, I'm talking. Can you hear me? Anyone else hear her? I can hear you, Bev. Okay. You know what? I can't hear any of you. One second. Oh. It's because you're connected to my speaker. Miss <laughs> Bev, speak now. Hey. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um basically what i was thinking about was you know with this um step-by-step -step guide that you've just put together and i just thought it was so interesting because a lot of the things that i realize in life with anything with everything um i know that my finances are not the best they're going to be the best but again the end we ain't going to get into it but i also <laughs> know that i ain't paid it no attention i've been giving it the bare minimum Mm -hmm. just hanging on by the skin of my teeth just doing enough to keep the people away from the front door <laughs> you know what I mean just yes. enough to kind of and the thing is I don't run my life like that now that's kind of like old debt but I'm just kind of taking a thousand years to pay off this old debt it's like I'm comfortable having it hanging around my neck I'm comfortable I'm used to it it's normal yeah you know what I mean I figure well why should I use my money on that you know but it's my debt and you know what? One thing that changed my mind was when I was listening to a seminar once and when I did property investment and the guy said, when people loan you money, right? So most of our phone contracts are mm -hmm. extended over two years. You see what I mean? If we pay mm -hmm. for our car, even our electricity bills, they're all on loan, right? Mm -hmm. So somebody's giving us something, we need to give them back. It's an exchange. Yes. And so when we have, because that was me, Bev, there mm -hmm. was one day where the bailiffs knocked my door. I have yeah. never, I have never, that was the first and last time the bailiffs came to my door. And I was oh. on my knees crying, Mom, Mom, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> my door. And the thing is, it's because it was like council tax and it used to be on a direct debit. And then when it stopped, you know, when they're sending you these letters and I literally, mm -hmm. person, guys, I didn't open none of my letters. I just didn't open letters. I had no level of integrity. And mm -hmm. so I didn't see that they were writing to me to say it stopped, you know, you need to set up a plan. So the next minute they want the full thing, a thousand and something pounds. I didn't have it at that time. So I am yeah. Oh my God, no. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is one, I had to change that relationship with my letters. I had to change that relationship with what it is that I feel I deserve. Do you see what I mean? Because mm -hmm. why would I have allowed myself? I went from having money, 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 loads of money to really starting to believe I didn't deserve. And mm -hmm. not only when I believe I didn't deserve, did my money change, my relationships yeah. changed, my whole way that I looked changed because I was walking around with a subconscious, guys, this isn't conscious, a subconscious belief that I didn't deserve. You yeah. feel me? So when yeah. I then switched it to, this is an exchange. These people are kind enough to give me electricity, kind yeah. enough 
to give me food before I go to the restaurant. Do you understand? So therefore, I pay. We don't go to Tesco's and try and walk out without paying. Mm-hmm. It's so true. it's the same relationships with our debt. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. to look at our debt like, you know what? And I and like I said, I think that when you exchange it to gratitude, when you move to being grateful, like seriously grateful, like, you know what? It may have taken me 10 years to pay off this debt, but I'm going to have some integrity to paying it off. Yeah. And you start to just pay five pound more a month, 10 pound more. You would want to know how quickly it comes. And then all of a sudden, the way that the universe works is, you know, you're showing it. I'm ready. I- I'm thinking better of myself. I'm deserving more. I'm having integrity. All of a sudden, you will probably receive a lump sum of money that the- is the exact figure that will help you clear that debt full stop. Mm, yeah, truly. Because that's how God works. Do you get what I'm trying to say? He mm-hmm. he don't want us out here struggling. Yeah. He don't want us out here with these things tied around our neck that are holding us down. But we don't even give ourselves permission to think higher. We say we've got integrity, but have we? Right. Yeah, it's true. And my mm-hmm. thing is, when we change that conversation, like internally, do you get what I'm trying to say? And mm-hmm. you have to start to think, look, Bev, if you say, right, I've never even thought that I'm worth five streams of income, but I'm telling you you're worth five streams of income. Mm. And one of those incomes is you doing a service for somebody, right? And you might be paying it forward. So you might be doing the service before they pay you and then they don't pay you. You're going to feel disrespected. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel out of integrity. Yeah. It makes complete sense. You know what I mean? So you just got to find a place to change the conversation yeah. and then do it, you know? And I'm doing the same thing. I've got debts from like uni, credit cards, mm. or whatever. And it's like, Tanya, put them in one place, build your relationship to paying them off. Like last year, I just started paying things in lump sums. Done. Mm-hmm. Oh, it feels good. Next one. Done. Oh, it feels good. Because debt, there's a good debt. When you really get into investing, right? And debt is good. But the problem is we haven't been we haven't been taught how to use debt. So we're not making it work for us. We're making it go against us. And that's another thing in relationship with money. People are scared of debt. But you need to understand we're in debt from your phone bill. You're in debt from your electricity. We're in debt in so many places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when we start to shift that to gratitude, we now build a different relationship with debt that makes us say it's safe to have debt. Now, let me know how to use this. Businesses have debt. They have debt because they're loaning other people's money to build their business, right? And then they're paying them back. That's debt. Yeah. If you have a mortgage, you're in debt. People are going on like, oh, I've brought my house. So I'm great, babe, you're still in, but I don't have debt. Yeah, you do. You've loaned the money to pay for that house. But you just know how to use debt to work for you. Yeah, how advantage. do you do that on a smaller scale? Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. It's going to change from today, sister. And I ain't just... I, what I mean is I'm going to put a plan together, truly, yeah, yeah. and see what this thing actually looks like on paper. That's And you see, that's the physical intelligence that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Because that's the part that we're scared of. Sometimes yeah. we don't want to write it down and say, look, right, it's £2,000. How much can I afford a month? £50. Cool. If I have £50, that means I don't get two of those sweets that I was getting, you know, a couple of times. You can make it work. Mm. And, and, and the thing is, that saying where when you start to change your rhythm, right, everything in the universe gets behind you. 
Yeah. And that's where we understand. That's when that's the principle, right? Which I always say that discipline is the greatest form of self-love. That's the discipline. That's because you love yourself enough to say, I need to clear this. So I'm going to be disciplined about being it. And yeah, your plan might not go to plan all of the time. But once you have an integrity to that plan, things have to shift. Yeah, amen to that. Thank you, T. You're so welcome. Appreciate you. Miss Raquel. Hey, I think that was a good question. Um, I wanted to ask, in regards to the bag, like you said, at one point, you know, you had to secure the bag for your children. What would you recommend um, bags that we should be, you know, thinking on to secure? So again, I think it goes back to, I love that question. I think it goes back to what's important for you. Do you get what I mean? Like for me, my family is important, right? Being independent is important. Um, having relationships with like the greater community is important to me. So I'm always going to find a way to have a bigger community I'm going to find a way to build a bag that secures my smaller family. I'm going to find a way to build a bag that can put my bigger, like my siblings, you know, my nieces and nephews on. Um, and then I might, I always find a way, like, how can I be like in charity? How can I be giving back? Where can I invest? Do you see what I'm trying to say? So you've got to sit with you and what your ethos is because someone else's ethos can be completely different. Um, somebody might not have great relationships with their family, so that's not important to them, you know, but the homeless might be important to them. So then they might want to secure a bag. That means they're feeding the homeless. So one of the things that I would do when I sit down with step one is figure out maybe like just start with three. What are the three things that are most important to you? Because this is the thing when our why is big, you know, like. I will never forget when I was watching a Les Brown thing and he was talking about buying a house for his mum. And my youngest son was quite little. So it was about four or five years ago. And he was like, mum, why has he got to buy his mum a house? <laughs> and I was laughing because I was like, oh my gosh, because they see like, they see us living, whether we're in a rented accommodation or whatever, it's not, it wouldn't be in my son's head to buy me a house because as far as they're concerned, I live in a house, I've got a roof over my head, I'm good. But to somebody else, they might see their mum struggle. So their big why would be, I need to get my mum a house. And so they're going to secure a bag. That means they get their mum a house. So you've just got to sit with yourself and be like, yo, what is important for me now? List your top three to five things and then be creative. What can I do? What can I do? You know, just, can, I, can, I, can I sell sunglasses? Guys, I've sold sunglasses. I've sold sunglasses to get food like you is and sunglasses are my thing because guess what they're fashionable I like to be lit you know I always think about having a wig business because y'all know I live in wigs I just haven't developed that yet but you've got to find things that are equivalent to you and when you're you know with me the reason why I would sell wigs is because I love a synthetic wig a lot of people don't know how to kill synthetic wigs. I will show you how to kill a synthetic wig. I love people to look good. I love people to feel confident and I flipping love wigs. So that would have be me, sorry, that would mean me being an integrity to me. Does that make sense, Raquel? Okay, so I think you're saying like a balance of integrity and then like giving kind of thing, right? 
Right. Is that what you're saying? Because, like, there is going to be, I feel like there's going to be, like, for everybody, a major free of things to integrity, obviously, to fulfill them, to make them feel good for what they need. And then there's going to be that, that extended thing, like you said, in regards to community and whatever. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess, I, don't, I think all of us have that part of us where we want to be able to give to people. But however, because of where we are or at the circumstances where we may be at, it's, we're just not being able to give the way we want to give. So I think if you could go again and break up a few integrity ones and then a few given ones, um, just as ideas in regards to like so people don't think like oh am i thinking out of the place of you know because that's something could we be, we could be thinking of in some integrity ones out of a place of lack so so, so you know what i would do yes. yeah so for instance like i said when i started and one thing i would say to everybody everything that i've started doing this is just me personally and you don't have to do this because you might already know your value in a certain sense the majority of stuff that I've ever started, I've done it for free. And the reason why I've done it for free is because it comes from service. And then when I'm like, oh God, I'm actually good at this, then I'll start to put a price on it. Sometimes people's value system is different because everybody else out in the world is getting paid to do that. They're like, I must be paid to do it. It's like my sister, she started her nail tech business. And when she first started, she wanted to come out with these crazy prices like every other professional. And I said, you need experience. You need people. People need to see what you can do. You need to figure out how long the nails are going to be on the hand for. You need to make sure the shape is right. You need to make sure the gems are right. So she had to reduce her prices. So she wasn't, you know, it was not, it's her time at the end of the day. But we have to put a certain amount of time into the craft. We have to build relationships. People are not going to pay you if they don't believe in you. People are not going to pay you if you're not trustworthy. So a lot of people do these pop-up things, right? This is my business. This is what I'm doing. And six months down the line, you don't know who they are. You don't know where they've gone. You don't know nothing. And you've given them your money. Now they pop up with another business. Are you giving them your money? I'm not. So it's about building up trust. It's about having value, but building up trust and relationships and connection. So to make it even more simpler, you just have to figure out who you are as a person. Like me personally, as a person, I'm a giver. I like to give anyways. So for me, it was never about the money. I had to check my value system because I was like, yo, You were valuable, so you need to put a price on it kind of thing. Now, there's nothing wrong with starting something because you want money. But the problem is when you just want money and it's not bigger than that. It's not about helping. It's not about growing. It's not about the service. That's where the problem comes from. So it could be anything, you know. You could say, I want to secure a bag, um, because this is the thing where it comes, it's not a doing thing. It is a service. So it's like, I love dancing. I want to dance with people. I just started dancing with people. When I started dancing with people, more people wanted to dance. So guess what? There's more things that need to be paid. So we had to figure out a price to make sure halls were paid, stereos were paid, insurances were paid. So it's coming from helping. 
It's coming from connecting. It's coming from vibing. It's never coming from the money. And then the money comes. That's the difference. But I, in the same breath, there's been other times where it's like, I, gen I need money to put food on my table. I've got a link who's got all of these sunglasses. I can sell these sunglasses because actually I'm giving people a deal. They would not be able to get these glasses for this price. So I can sell them and I get the money to secure what I needed to do. So you see what I mean? It's always about checking your ethos. Does that make more sense? Yeah, Raquel? Great job. Christina. Mum, you can unmute. You've got your hand up. Yes, sorry. I was just trying to get myself together. Um, so, Raquel, on your question with regards to integrity, from my perspective, my view on integrity is that it's something that comes from a space of, what's the word? You just know that that is the foundation for everything. So for instance, if you went to have an operation and a doctor didn't have the integrity to scrub up, you would get an infection. So we trust as a, as a people, we trust that the training and the integrity that the doctor has and integrity is part of the code of a doctor. They know they have to scrub, they know they have to be sterile. They're not gonna go and say, oh, because I'm late to work, I'm gonna just go and operate on someone without scrubbing. So an integral part of their duty would be that they have to scrub. So integrity is it's like at your root, it's like nothing works without it. That's where integrity is coming from. So I think sometimes people are like, they think on integrity of like, oh, if I'm late, if I'm, but I'm late for this reason or whatever. But I think it's just a principle that you have to kind of, I don't even know if that's making sense, but yeah, that's how I see integrity as an integral principle. It's like something that's that. Maybe that's you can look at it like this, like when every time you go to McDonald's, there's a certain expectation of the burger, the chips or whatever, because we understand their brand. Do you see what I mean? If you went to get, I don't know, a spice, um, a chicken sandwich, and all of a sudden you bit into that burger and it was super spicy, that's not what they don't, they've, they've lost integrity to that burger because that's not what you're, that's not what the brand is known for. That's not what expected of it. That's basically when I'm saying integrity, it's like, for instance, if you're building a business and you're saying, I'm a, I'm a Christian woman and I'm faithful, I don't expect your business to be representing, I don't know, hose or sluts or do you get what I'm trying to say? So that's the integrity. It needs to be in alignment with who you are. Yeah. But um, what I was going to speak about is the um, what you were speaking about, the principle. And Raquel actually said as well that um, like when you said that you had to do something to feed your children. And um, Raquel said sometimes it depends on your position, like your circumstances. What would you suggest that somebody does like that? So, for example, my grandmother years ago, um, my mum was the eldest of 10 children. So my grandmother had 10 children and very little money. There's no benefit system. There's no, so she had to find a way to feed those children. 
So she would work the ground, grow things and whatever. But when she was growing things, she started to think, okay, I can cook extra. And through her cooking extra, she fed extra. And through her feeding extra, because she wasn't charging them, she was just doing that as, as Tanya said, service, community, love, not wanting people to go hungry. But then guess what? Those people would come and say, here, I brought you this goat. Here, I brought you this thing from my land. Here, I brought you these clothes. Here, I So she found a way to feed those children out of her generosity. It's like it comes back. Yes. So, so that would be an example that I would give of that. We don't look at our circumstances. We look at our why. I've got to find a way to feed these children. And when she was cooking that pot to feed her children, she made enough to feed other people and through them being fed, they in return gave her back. So that's kind of like the roots that, that we come from. Secondly, um, with regards to me, at one point when I also had three children to raise at that time and things was hard and I said, what can I do to make some money? And I thought everybody likes vegetables, I wanna eat healthy. So I decided that two, three o'clock in the morning that I would drive. I don't drive, but I got someone to drive me up to the market up the road. I would get vegetables and I would run a market from my, my house, which Claudine and Tanya hated very, very much because I woke them up. That was their job to come and help me to bag up the vegetables and whatever. And then basically that was how they then got some pocket money. But the vegetables also fed us as well as making me some change. And yeah, I did market research to check how much are other people getting vegetables for, I'm gonna beat it. And because I could beat the price, I had a very good custom base. And that was just something that I did at that time. But I learned very early that money grows money. Love that. Yeah. Yes, money grows, literally money makes money. Like scared money don't make money, but money makes money. And another example of that, so like, just start with the giving, you know, most of us on here, I can, I'm looking at everyone who's on here, is filled with information, like filled. You guys saw what I done last month. I printed some of my extra books. I sold those books for six pound. Guys, if you sell 20 books for six pound and you don't have any money, but you've got enough to get them printed and you don't even need to have the money to get them printed at first, all you've got to do, sit down, write the book. And when I'm saying write the book, it could be an ebook that you sell for four pound. You sell a, a four pound ebook, right? And 50 people buy that because the information is so valuable. And don't take for granted some of the stuff that you know how to do, like you know how to do with your eyes shut, right? That someone else knows. Guys, people don't know how to make rice and peas. People don't know how to make barbecue chicken. People don't know how to make um, curry goat. You know how to make that. Do your top 10 Caribbean recipes, sell that book for four pound, online you don't even need to print it sell it online on a pdf four times 50 guys what's the maths four pound times 50 of them that's already 200 pound next month you know you might be the person who's got all the resources how to raise your children healthy 10 top tips on how to raise your children healthy come on 
We're not short of resources. We're short of knowing what we deserve. We're short of putting our, ourselves forward. We're going into rooms. We're getting information. Churn it back out. That is how you go about securing the bag. We're sitting down on gold mines. Some of y'all know how to braid hair. Get your phone, record a video of you braiding hair. Do you know how many people, especially people that are raising mixed race children, do not know how to comb their children's hair? Do a video how to do a wash day. Guys, our creativity is God. Our creativity is God. I'm, I'm going to say this out loud, and I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud, but I'm going to say it out loud anyways, because it's just in my spirit. I am not short of pulling out money in people. So if you're really stuck and you really want to tap into securing another bag, offline, please feel free to contact me. Because I'm looking at everybody's name on here and I can tell you straight how you can make a bag tomorrow. Because you've got stuff. And you've got stuff that people will pay for. And when you change that belief system, there is so much things online right now. And even Raquel knows, guys, every single thing that you pretty much see Tanya put out is done on her phone. I've only recently started to use a computer. For years, I've done everything on my phone. All I used to say is I just need a Wi-Fi connection and I can, I can make a bag. So this is how we can do it. But the one thing I would say to you guys is just make sure it's not coming from a place of greed, right? Make sure it's coming from a place of service. And that's why you have to sit with number one. Because as well, we may not all be in a season where we need to secure the bag as in money. So the season that we might be in is we just need to be pumping out content. Service, giving, 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 giving. That's like I said to people, I didn't write on a paper anywhere that I wanted to become a coach. I became a coach because in certain areas, I keep allowing myself to be the most valuable and knowledgeable in the building, period. I'll say it with chest. Because I invest time in reading. I invest time in figuring, figuring things out. And actually, I actually think God brought me here to teach. So I'm creative in the ways that I can teach. So then I just use my gifts. You've got gifts. Use all of it. Die empty and die with a value system that says you deserve. So it's not coming from a place of greed. It's coming from a place of, do you know what? People are struggling. People are struggling with raising their children. And this is like work to me. Let me just give them some information. People are struggling with learning to dance and dance is life to me. Let me just show them how you can move. People are struggling with designing things. Let me just run out a couple of designs or show them how to do it. You've got something in you, use it. And I'll leave with these, with these top tips on how to really secure the bag like a flower. Cause y'all know, if you know me, I love flowers, but it's more about a plant. And the reason why I picked a plant, cause I feel like, well, I didn't pick a plant, this came to me. And the reason why I feel like it did is because I feel like it goes in alignment with last week and the seasons. 
And there are six main components of a plant, but the first four are the ones to really take into account. And if you know how I feel about numbers, then you'll know that four represents foundation. <coughs> and so this is amazing in literally helping you lay a foundation to secure the bag. So what do we look at first when we look at a plant? We look at the roots. The roots. When we actually look at it in terms of a plant, it says roots anchor the plants in the soil and absorb nutrients and water that is needed by the rest of the plant. What does that look like in terms of securing the bag? That is where you sit and you get clear and in alignment about what do you want. And that's what's crazy as to why most people can't secure the bag because they're not clear on what they want and they're too scared to ask for what they want. And y'all know I'm gonna say it. Some of you have not because you ask not. So when you're doing this, I would sit with God and be so clear on the desires of your heart. Like, what do you want? What is your intention? What is your purpose? And it's okay to want. It's perfectly healthy to want. Because when you know what you want, that's your roots. That's the foundation. That's the base of what everything else is going to grow from. So if your wants are coming from a not so good place, then your plant is going to be dead. It's going to be rotten. But when your roots are solid, guess what, babes? Your plant is going to grow and it's not going to just grow. It's going to bloom. So that's number one, your roots. What do you want? What is your intention? What is the purpose? The second process of the plant is what? The stem. It says that the stem supports the upper part of the plant and acts as a transport system for the nutrients, water, sugar, and starches. Photosynthesis can occur in the stem of some plants. So this is about the growing and the supporting. So what is going to grow and support your intention? Your why? So the roots are about figuring out what you want and the stem, number two, is about your why. What is your why? And then when you figure out what is your why in the stem, you need to figure out your method. So what is the route you're going to take? What avenues can you take? This is where you might mind map. This is where you might do a spider diagram and figure out different avenues that you could go down. What does it look like? Allow yourself to feel it out. Notice how I said feel it out, not think it out. Feel it out. What feels like the right thing to do? That's number two, the growing and the stem. The third component of the plant is the leaves. Now the leaves are the part of the plant where photosynthesis usually occurs, where the food for the plant is made, the green substance. So what does the leaf look like in securing the bag? What is nourishing you? What action can you take? Because we've got to take some action, right? We can't just sit there and think about it. We have to take action. What action can you take? And when you're thinking about your action, what's major is thinking about who are you attached to? 
who can support you? If we want to build a body, right, we go to the, um, the coach or the trainer who has the body or knows how to build the body that we want. We don't just go to any fitness trainer because I want an hourglass figure. She might want to look like a square box. I don't want that. I don't want the flat body. No, I don't want that. <laughs> and the square waist, I don't want that. I want the snatched waist, big booty, thick thighs. So I'm going to the person that looks like that. So it's the same. When you're securing the bag, when you figured out your avenues, who can help you in each avenue? If it's you want to develop a style of an entrepreneur, you need to be around the entrepreneurs. If you want to develop a style of the CEO, you need to get around a CEO. If you just want to have another hustle because you just need a little bit more money to jump on your holiday, go to the hustler. But figure out your method, take action and figure out who are you attached to that could give you information, right? And not only give you information, but can hold you accountable because accountability in securing the bag is key. So that's number three, they're your leaves. Number four is the flowers, babies. My favorite, I'll bring you flowers in the pouring, hey, hey. So the flowers, flowers are the reproductive part of the plant. They often have showery petals and fragrances to attract pollination such as birds and bees and other insects. Many flowers have four parts. That's a different story for a different day, but we'll just stick with the flower right now. So your flowers are your results, right? So how do you act? What do I mean by that? Before the results come in step four, I need you to act like you've already got the bag. I need you to walk like you are the bag. I need you to talk like that bag is yours. I need you to act like it has already happened. Position yourself to receive it. And how do you position yourself to receive it? You act like it's already done. You think, talk, walk like it's already done. And no, this is not faking it until you make it. It is faith in it until you make it. There's a difference. Some people just stay fake. No, you are faith in it until you make it because you are acting like it's already done. And because you act like it's already done, it's gonna be yielded to you. It's gonna come. So you gotta act like it's done. And then you take account of the results. So you see, you act and then you take account. So you act like it's done and then you take account of the results. So basically you're saying to yourself, yo, how fruitful is this? How pretty are my flowers? What do they smell like? Ooh, what have I produced? That's what it is. So they're the main four steps in building your, um, been able to secure the bag. But obviously there's two more. Because once you have flowers, right, you then get fruit. Because you've got results from taking the steps. And so now you're in the midst of securing the bag. You've got the bag. You're in the position, you're in the place, you know, the money's flowing to you easily. But we got to level up, right? So the fruits are about where and how can you invest and double up? Where and how can you invest and double up? Because the fruits are the fleshy substances that usually surround the seeds. They protect the seeds and attract animals to eat them. This helps the seed dispersal. 
to how can you invest? How can you now double up? How can you now connect? How can you feed more people? How can you put more people on? Because when we look at the people that are most successful, guys, guess what, guys? They've put other people on. They've given other people opportunities. They've taught other people how to do the same. So your fruit is important. You've got to learn to invest and grow. Because when you do that, what do you create, guys? Seeds. And when you have more seeds scattered, now your business is growing. Now your, your faith is growing, you understand? Now your prosperity, your abundance, all of those things, you're more fruitful, you're more confident, you're more bold. And when your seeds scatter, what happens, guys? The process starts again. And that's really how you secure the bag. Seeds contain plant material that can develop into another plant. This plant material is called the embryo. Seeds are covered with a protective seed coat and have one or two, whatever that word is, cultidants. Cultidants are the food for the baby plant until it can make its own food from light and are often the first embryoic leaves of the plant. So the process starts again. And remember, when we want to be like these great people, great people don't just serve by their self. They build other people up to do the same. They build opportunities for others to do the same. They create a table and they don't just take a seat, but they're pulling up seats and they're bringing their entourage and their army through so all of us can secure the bag. That's a responsibility that you have when you get in a position. But notice how the process started with you and your why. And as you take the steps and as the plant grows and it produces, it scatters and it produces more. And we all know what happens when we could get more. So that's it. It's a wrap. Do we have any questions, guys? Everybody's silent. I don't like it. Mum? <laughs> I just wanted to say that was blooming fabulous. I thought it was absolutely blooming fabulous how you broke that down. But um, what I was going to say is in the beginning... The first thing when you said about the roots anchor the plant in the soil. And um, sometimes when we're in the dirt, sometimes when we're being planted, being seeded in that dirt, we're just focusing on the dirt. Mm -hmm. But the plant knows, the seed knows what it has the potential to grow into. So when you said this again about faith in it till you make it, I, I think from that aspect, even when you're sitting in the dirt, just have faith and see yourself in the bigger garden. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes if we focus on the dirt, it's just like, we're gonna just produce dirt. We're not gonna get to root ourselves and to soil ourselves and to anchor. So sometimes we've got to be down in the dirt to get to rise up. I love that. And um, just on top of that, I want you guys to note, never once in here did I speak about your current circumstances. Never. Your current circumstances are irrelevant. When you get hungry and when you just stick to the plan, when you practice discipline and you practice obedience, this must come. This has to be like your tunnel vision. And actually, Diona did a class on laser vision. It's actually better to call it laser vision because it's so specific. 
So this is why if I ever concentrated on my current circumstances, guys, I would never secure a bag because doubt kicks in. You can't, you can't do this. I didn't speak about any of that stuff. Want to know why? Because it's not your portion. And sorry, Antani, you know how I love words. You then said the stem supports the upper photosynth, whatever that word is. So I can't say it. It's the why. Yeah. So photosynth, <laughs> whatever the, whatever that is. Anyway, it's the why. Yeah. It's it's the what stems from the soil. What stems from that been planted in that situation is what stems from there so what stems from your circumstances what stems from your situation i'm, I'm just a likening yes you know, i love that come yeah, on that that's what stems from it is what supports you it's yes. what stems from it that's what makes it have that structure what stems from being in that soil and that's why it came to me to take account of who you're surrounded by and what you're surrounded with. Because when you know when you plant the seed and then it's growing, if you're in the and amongst the wrong people, <laughs> there ain't no flock, there ain't no leaves coming, and there definitely ain't gonna be no flowers. And the thing is that the weeds actually look like the plant, it's only until they grow. So when you if you're if you're with weeds. They're going to just suck the life out of the plant, suffocate its bomba, and then you'll have bomba seed instead of abundant seeds. Anyway, I'm going. <laughs> Thank you, Mum. Bev, was you going to say something? Clubhouse people, you're quiet. Ain't none of y'all going to come speak? Um, Bev, did you have something to say? I had something to say, but after all the bomba, bomba, bimba, bomba, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Bomba seed. <Yeah. laughs> sorry, I'm, it's gone clean out my head. Bomba seed, wipe it, boy. I'm so sorry. Thank you, thank you, uh, Tina. <laughs> CC in the building. Talk to us. How are you? What are you saying? I think you just came to mash me up to it again didn't you like you haven't been giving me Amazing, and I love that. Maybe, yes, if you all just drew a flower and you put the analogies like next to each, the roots, the stem, the leaves and the flowers, it might just keep you focused. Do you see what I mean? And it might take away the pressure of feeling like, oh, I need to secure a bag. When you just see it in front of you as questions and moves and steps, you just take action. And that's what we need to do. We just want to take action. Yeah, and you gave us some really good um, quality questions to ask ourselves that um, I think I just drew myself out in listening to you. So I was like, oh my God, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this. So yes. um, I just want to say thank you because that's given me the kick up the butt that I needed to actually get some clothes on today and get moving. So watch this space. Yes. 
Ms. Raquel, let's go, let's go. I don't want to say anything now, and um, yeah, that's it. You kick our butts, and um, it was good information. It was really good information. I know you didn't focus on um, our circumstances, but I really think it would be good for someone like you to do something with people who are in a bad place and helping them shift because it's all well and good. We all we hear it everywhere, like to not focus. But I think we all need to hear sometimes when we are there how to actually really get out. And I think you would be good at it. I love that. And you know what? I haven't got next week yet, but we'll see what happens. And um, I'm actually thinking about doing some more pop-up rooms in the week, like literally just 15 minute rah, rant. Um, so I might do that. But yeah, for anybody that is in a bad place and is listening to this, I love that Raquel said that because I sometimes think when we're on these platforms and we speak and we share our truth that people assume we've always been here. And I want to tell you guys, I have not always been here. Um, and there's been several times where, like I said, I didn't open no letters because the debt. I didn't um, check my account because mm -mm, that was not my portion. <laughs> and I didn't do those things because it actually created more worry. It actually didn't make me feel good. And I started to realize quite early on that when I don't feel good, it doesn't make me feel better. Do you see what I mean? And so I had to think higher. I had to literally get wrapped up. For me, I say to people, Lisa Nichols was my saving grace. When I was at uni, and some of y'all know, when you go to uni, sometimes you broke. Um, I know that's not Diona's story, but I was a little bit broke at uni. And the reason why I was broke is because I was a single mum at the time. I had had I actually went to uni having money right I was cool I was good I could pay my bills but I had come out of a very good job and when I came out of that very good job obviously you can live on the money for a certain amount of time and then I decided oh I need to be better I want to educate myself I want to level up that was my thing and for some of you securing the bag maybe going and doing education it doesn't have to be money it could be getting a degree it could be doing a course in something that you loved. Like, this is why I'm saying check in with yourself. And at that point, I decided, well, you know, I need a degree because I want to be a teacher. And I've been teaching, imagine, I've been teaching my whole life, but I decided to tell myself that I wasn't qualified. So I needed to get a degree. This was my story at the time. And at first, I think the course was only like 1,500. And I was like, dope, yes, I'm doing this. As soon as Tanya signed up, it went up to like eight grand a year. And I was like, oh, but I had already made up my mind that I'm gonna do it. So I did. The first year got a grant, so you don't really feel, you you know, you get a student loan, you don't feel that, that it's a bad thing. The next year, <laughs> the student loan never went through and I did the whole year. <laughs> so now I've got them chasing me for eight grand, right? And I'm working part-time, doing uni part-time, being a mum to two children, running, I don't know, I can't remember, I think I was doing a little bit of dance classes at that time, but I wasn't doing dance classes to get paid. I was doing dance classes just with my team, like us dancing and performing. And the pressure, I felt like I had put my, I'd made these good decisions to elevate. I'd made these great decisions to secure the bag. And it was coming for me. Every decision was coming for me and haunting me. And I just felt broke and broken. 
But the truth of the matter is I was broken. I just didn't know it. And so when I sat with that brokenness, when I sat with what I deserve, when I sat with what I'd been thinking, then I realized what I'd been attracting. And that's where I had to take an account of my life. And so when you're in a dark place, the easiest thing to think is that stuff's happening to you. Because I know it was happening to me. I weren't doing any of that. I wasn't doing any of that. I was making great decisions to be better. But just like when you're planting a flower, the real roots have to come out before you can plant it in the soil. And so my real roots was just like, I was running to get a degree to look successful. I was running to get a degree so that I didn't look like a single mum that, that failed. I was running to get a degree to prove to people that I could do. It was all out of alignment, all of it, all of it. So my life just looked like it. But I had to do work. When I say do work, it was me listening to Lisa Nichols every single day in uni, you know, and then from Lisa Nichols, I found another person, another person, another person. And so when I understood that, whoa, I am more responsible for my life than I would have liked to have given myself credit for, I had to shift. And at that time, I didn't have a relationship with God, as in I always believed in God, but I wasn't consciously praying. I wasn't consciously wanting to see him in all of my decisions. I wasn't going to him before I made my moves. So all of that had to shift. And that may sound like a lot when you're in a bad place, but that's all that I know. Do you understand? Because I needed to clean it up. And when I cleaned it up, it's never gone back to being the same. And so when you're in a bad place, you've got to be prepared to look at what's got you there. You've got to be prepared to look at what's keeping you there. You've got to be prepared to look at the condition of your mind because the condition of your mind is dictating the condition of your life. And so that's why I don't speak into that place because although it feels like you need to speak into that place it's like you need to figure out how to move from that place but in order to move from that place you've got to understand what got you to that place and that's the part that people don't want to do but that's the only part that I can tell you is the part that really sets you free but it's one decision at a time it's one feeling better thing at a time. It's one reaching for the next best feeling thing at a time. And then you hold yourself accountable to that feeling good. And even if that feeling good is waking up every day and dancing your heart out for 20 minutes, you do that. You do it. You do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. You lift your vibration up. Even if that feeling good is waking up every day and just writing out your feelings that they just come off of your chest. A lot of the products which I've produced now, I shared one this morning, Make Room Babes, they were love letters to myself because I didn't love anything about my situation. And I was sitting around my life, looking at it like this is horrible. But I knew that didn't serve me. So I was like, yo, we got to flip the script. So I sat there every day and I wrote a love letter to myself every day. And then when it was a really bad day, I went back and I read the letters and I was like, oh my God, is that what I wrote? Wow, is that what I felt? And so it wasn't coming from anybody else to comfort me, it was me. And then I started to believe in myself more. Then I started to trust myself more. Then I started to say, yo, you got this more. And then that algorithm created a different result around my life and changed, started to change the circumstances. 
And this is the part that people don't talk about, but these are the small things that are huge and make a major difference, like major. But we'll do another lesson and we'll go deeper on that if y'all want me to. We could do that. Miss Kirsty. Hi, good evening. Um, I'll make this short because I'm still kind of shell-shocked. Then you kind of started on talking. So I went back into shell-shock after I put my hands up <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of processing. And I absolutely love it. And there's so much to take in. But the thing for me that actually stood out the most was about people that like to feel adrenaline. That's me. You already know I put down in one of my questions that I am scared of roller coasters. And I realised it's because of adrenaline, which stops me from taking risks, which stops me from actually pushing myself in certain places, like securing the bag. So I'm going to start working on my adrenaline. I know that might sound such a weird thing to say, but I need to start experiencing it so I know what it feels like. So I know I come out the other side of it so that when I start doing things that are in purpose, then I know that this feeling's okay. But because at the moment I know that feeling's not okay, I feel like I'm going to die. I need to start pushing past it. So I know that might be a weird point to make, but that's what I took from it. For me to be able to secure the bag, I need to get comfortable with adrenaline. I love that. That is major. In being able to um, secure the bag, you've got to be able to take risk. That's the, that's the truth. And if you can't take risks, then you're always going to stumble. And the truth of the matter is when you get comfortable taking risks, you actually get comfortable failing. And when you get comfortable failing, you get comfortable winning because you recognize that you never failed. It was just another part of the journey to get you to where you want to go. And because people are scared of failure and because people are scared of that adrenaline and because people are scared of looking like undone, people are scared of not looking perfect. They don't take risk and they stay where they are forever. And then you've got the flip side, the people who always want to look perfect, the people who always want to get it right, the people who will not move until everything is in place. One thing when it comes to securing the bag is you can't do that. You've got to move when you're undone. You've got to move with the mustard seed of faith. It's not when you've got it all together, because that's boring. What are you going to learn? What are you going to grow? You've got to move when you don't really know what to do, but you just know the next step. That's enough. That is enough. And then what happens is that's when the adrenaline kicks in because you'll move and you'll actually get it right. And then stuff will start to feel good. And then you're like, oh my God, I need to do it better. Bev did a demonstration of that when she did her room on Friday. She happened to just call me and say, hey, I've got a feeling of doing X, Y, or Z. That was enough for me. I created a flyer. I said, this is the day and time. Let's go. Get comfortable with who is surrounding you and holding you accountable to being great. Some of us are surrounded by people that are holding us accountable to playing small. They're holding us accountable to sitting in our mess. I'm not that person for you. I'm not that person for any of you. So I am going to be the person that you don't like. And I am going to be the person that rubs you up the wrong way because I can see something in you that says, let's grow, sis. And let's not just grow, let's bloom. And I'll tell you something, being in a, in a, in a bad place or like Kirsty not being willing to like step into adrenaline, both are uncomfortable. But guess what? Growing is uncomfortable too. You just got to pick your uncomfortable. I know which uncomfortable I'm willing to pick. You just got to pick yours because we're picking one anyways. I would rather pick the one that doesn't feel good and it's super uncomfortable, but guess what? Produces a great result. 
as opposed to the one that doesn't feel good, but it keeps um, producing the same result. That's where we need to be willing to be crazy about being uncomfortable because nothing grows in a comfort zone, nothing. So thank you guys. Shanice, almost forgot your babes. Um, I didn't have any questions. I literally just wanted to say, like, you've been in my head all week and you've come the hell out because <laughs> I've just, like, I've just had enough. Like, you have literally answered every single question that I've been asking myself this whole week. And it's just mind-blowing. Like, thank you for the information. It was so so needed you answered like literally all my quality questions of the week i love that and i'm gonna stay in your head but also shanice make sure you bring your business into alignment with your beliefs and what you're supposed to be doing in being steadfast in your religion we can't be doing anything that's out of alignment to who we are and what we believe in Bring it into alignment. Definitely, definitely in about that. Yes. Any other questions before we leave out, guys? Thank you guys so much. We've been here for almost two hours. Whoa. Um, which was meaty. But yeah, I'm grateful for your time. I appreciate your energy. And I pray that, yeah, you put this into practice. If any of you have been practicing or feeling out like any of the lessons that we've done in here, please make sure you reach out. Um, talk to me about it like I don't just want this to be like yeah you just get information and then it doesn't you know you don't know how to use it so um, please make sure you connect with me and yeah just let me know how it's going um, this is actually a journey for me and the reason why this is a journey is because I'm having to be mad creative I feel like I coach and teach all of the time so you have to find different ways of presenting information and God's just really doing his thing like I have no intentions as to what's going to come next the only thing I ask is for God to just show me and I swear it just comes through and then yeah he just I go in the shower and I get these huge downloads so trust yourself and trust um where you're getting information from like I know for me I'm getting a lot of information where I'm about water water stores memories and um for me water is allowing me to just remain in flow so I make a conscious effort when I'm in water, when I'm washing dishes, when I'm in the shower to speak to God, because that works. For someone else, it might be nature. It might be when you're outside walking, you know? For another person, it might be sitting quiet, but I'm just saying, really, when we're talking about securing the bag, when we're talking about shaking the room, when we're talking about being unapologetic about who we are, share what works for you, you know? Share what you're doing. You never know how something that is bringing you value can be so valuable to someone else. And it, by doing so, it, it really allows you to build up your confidence and trust in your intuition in the Holy Spirit, in your relationship with all that is. And that's a part of your service too. Everything that every idea that we, we have now has come from somebody listening, somebody being obedient, somebody following through on securing the bag. So let us be the people that secure the bag and bring value to other people by us being obedient, by us being fruitful, by us like literally up in the levels in what we believe we deserve. Because that's where it starts with. What do you deserve? 
And when you start to sit in that place, even if you're in a low place right now, one thing that you could do right now, if you're in a low place every day, wake up and write down 10 things that you deserve. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. Write it, write it 10, like every day until you believe it, until it comes to you like nothing. So you're just out here getting it because you deserve. So then even if a relationship comes to you, you know if that's a relationship that you deserve or you don't, because you're like, that's not, that is not my portion. If a job opportunity comes to you, you're like, that's not the job because that's not what I deserve. So literally you could just write down every single day, 10 things that you deserve every single day and watch what it does for you. Again, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for being present. Thank you for contributing to the conversation. And I literally pray you have an amazing evening and the information doesn't blow off your head top, but it anchors into your spirit so that you can move with it. Be great, queens. Have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.